are so excited because we're in the midst of our first initiative. Um, and let me tell you, I want to tell you guys that this first, putting God first in our lives, God is not, it's not, um, I don't know if, I don't know how to put it. He's not worthy to be on a list because God is everything for us. Amen. For me, God is everything. But of course, if we put like number one, number two, number three, number four, he should be there in the top because he is everything. And through first, we, we, my, my husband now, uh, he, he spoke to you guys some weeks back about first. But we are so excited because we know that if you catch this in your heart and you catch this in your spirit and in your mind, let me tell you, your life is going to be changed. Because when we put God in his place in our lives, things just change. And let me tell you, us as Christians, I'm going to tell you honest, the truth, and we're going to be real here. Life is not perfect. And I'm not selling you here this gospel that, you know, you receive Jesus and everything is going to be fine. No. Al contrario, like a Spanish word, you are going, you know, the opposite way from everybody, from the culture, the system. So things get a little harder, but let me tell you, God will be there with you. He's going to protect you. He's going to take care of you. And if we put him in the right place in our lives, things start changing. How many of you guys believe that? I believe it because God did it with me. God did it with me. And I'm not telling you this fantasy. I'm not telling you because I'm a pastor and I should tell you that. No, because I tell you because I live it every day. I'm not perfect. And you could ask my husband. You could ask my children, right? You know, kids say the truth. You know, hey, you, you're going to ask, hey, Hadassah, how's your mom at home? You know what I mean? She's not going to tell you, oh, she's reading the Bible all the time, and she's saying amen all the time. No, sometimes I want to smack them. You know what I mean? And that's the reality. But let me tell you, I could say you with conviction in my heart that putting God in the right place in my life has cost something amazing and, and, and it has transformed our lives. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for me. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for me because I have everything that I need through Jesus. I have a husband, I have a children, and I don't mean to say that if you're not married, it's okay. I'm, I was happy when, when, when I didn't have a husband, you know, I had Jesus. And when Chris came, I was like, wow, this is an extra, you know what I mean? I was, I, we were speaking about that yesterday, actually. So let me tell you, this, if you, if you just get in the, in the river of what God is going to do through this church through first, let me tell you, just say bye to the old you today. Say bye to the old you today. Because God is just going to change everything for you. God is just going to transform your life in such an amazing way. And I just want to give you this quote that it says, As God is exalted in the right place in, your, in our lives, a thousand problems 
are solved all at once. And that is true. If we put God in his place, things just start getting fixed. Things start falling in its place. Things that we thought that were good for us, they leave our lives because it's not good because God has something better for us. But things are better because God is a good God. And he is a good father. So I'm excited because let me tell you, today I'm going to tell you that on next Sunday, like Pastor Espy said, it's a, it's a, it's a day where you're going to come and you're going to have to have prayed this week and ask the Lord, Lord, you know, what is it that you want me to do through first? What is my, my input? What is my financial input through first? Because let me tell you, when you put God first, he's going to touch every area in your life. He's going to touch you personally. He's going to touch your family, your surroundings. And he's going to touch your finances. Oh, yes. He is going to touch your finances. Because God wants to be everything for you. And the Bible says that the root of, of the love of money is the root of all evil. And even in, in our finances, things are going to change. So last week we had our pastor. How many of you guys saw our pastor, Kirk? We were blessed to have him here. And you saw how he, how he mentioned, you know, that what he does and what the Lord is using him. And he actually mentioned about, you know, in Matthew 25 about the final judgment. And I want to make a clarification there, you know, that is that, you know, you don't lose your salvation and we're not saved by our works. I want to make that clear. Jesus paid the price. He paid it all. He died on the cross and we're saved by that. But our life should show that. Our works should show that. Amen. I totally believe that you could say, Mira, you could say, I'm a Christian, but people don't care about what you say. People care about what you do. And your actions show if you're really a follower of Jesus. Because everybody nowadays, I go to Israel, I go to Israel and, you know, the word Christian for them is scary because Christians brought a lot of pain. But Christians, when they speak about Christians, they, they, they speak about Catholics. You know what I mean? Because that's how they mention them there. So I could say I'm a Christian and they're going to think of me like the worst thing. You know what I mean? But my actions are going to show something different. My actions are going to show Christ and me. So Pastor Kirk was sharing with us that our actions, feeding the poor, taking care of the least, those things matter. Those things matter to God. Those things make a change in our world. So by, by putting God first, God is going to touch everything. Our lives, our minds, our actions, our finances, our children, our husband, our, even our pets. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have a dog. Her name is Nala. She's a Cocker Spaniel. Oh, my God, this Cocker Spaniel sometimes have demons inside of them. I don't know what the, you know what I mean? And I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. She goes crazy. 
Nala goes crazy and I have to tell her, hey Nala, you, 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 you know, calm down in Jesus name. You know what I mean? She starts running back and forth and she's crazy sometimes. But the other day, it was funny because one of our pastor was at home, Pastor Marco Barrientos. And he was there and he, you know, before him being who he is now, you know, he wanted to be a veterinarian. He loves animals. I don't know if you know that about Pastor Marco Barrientos. I don't, I don't, maybe some of you don't even know who he is. And he loves animals. He loves them. So he saw my dog and my dog got a pink eye. It's like a pink ball. I don't know, I don't know how to, how you call it. He like a pink eye. It's kind of like that, but una bolita, a little ball that it came out. And Pastor Marco just saw Nala. And he laid hands, hands on her, and he was in the name of Jesus. I declare healing over you. And I declare that that ball just leaves. You know what I mean? And let me tell you, putting God first, it involves everything. And we influence everything. Even our, every, even our animals. Amen? So let me tell you, and I seen Nala change. I seen her change. And I see how I tell her something and she just stays still. So she's submitting in Jesus' name. So I want you guys to go to um, First Chronicles 28. twenty eight two, And it says, David rose to his feet and said, My brothers and, and my people, it was my desire to build a temple where the ark of the Lord of the covenant, where the ark of, of the Lord's covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it. Why are we doing first? And why am I mentioning this, this verse? You know, God used David and with a desire to build a house for him, even though he didn't do it because he didn't build it, right? He didn't build it. But in his heart was the desire to build a house for the Lord. At the end, his son did it. But I know that there were already plans you know, things that he had already put in place for that dream to come to pass. And I want to tell you that through first, through putting God first in our lives, Numa is going to reach all the potential and all the things that we know God has called us to do. A lot of us received our 25, what's it called? Like our 25... And the, the, you, you remember the poster, I see you, how I see my ch- the, the church I see that my husband gave you guys? The vision, not the vision, like the, the dreams and the goals and how we see Numa, that God, God is going to change, you know, uh, a lot of things through Numa. God has brought you to this family and God wants to use you to be, to be that person that will prepare to build that house for the Lord. How many, for me, this house, this place, 
means a lot. Because I came to the Lord when I was 10 years old in this ministry, in this church. It was, we were not here. And when I got here, I was a little girl with my family. My mom prayed us through the kingdom. She prayed 13 years for us to know Jesus. 13 years she prayed for us. And one day, when we came to this country, my mom was looking for a church. She wanted to congregate. None of us went to church, only to, to Misa, you know. How do you call it? How are you to say that? In, in mass. We will go. And one day they brought us to this church. And that day, things changed. Because I did not see a religion. I did not see fake people. I saw something real. I was small. I went to the youth that day. And I came, you know, once, twice. It took me like a month or something. And in a youth service, I received the Lord. And my life was changed from that day on. So for me, Numa is not just a place, a church, a religious place of worship. For me, Numa is family. For me, you guys are my family. So God wants to make you part of his dreams through Numa. And he wants to use you guys, how we saw in that verse. How God used David to have a vision for something that was going to come to pass. He didn't do it, but it happened through his son David. And that's how God wants to use you and me in this house. He wants to, he wants to use you. I never, ever, ever thought that I would do what I'm doing now. Yesterday at that, I'm, I'm like, why am I crying? You know what I mean? I need some tissues, you know? And my shirt just went down. Yesterday when I was at that men's conference, and some of the girls can, can testify with me, we were in awe seeing all those men worship Jesus. And just being part of something crazy that God is doing in this house. And you are part of that. You guys are part of that. This is your family. And some things I'm not going to see them come to pass now. But I'm going to see them through you guys and, and our youth and our children and, and my grandchildren, right? Because I'm looking ahead. I'm thinking ahead. So Numa, for us, for me, is my family. For me, I'm not just a pastor of this church This is my family. This is my spiritual family. These are my brothers, my sisters. And God wants to use you to, like David, to prepare 
to prepare for us to build something great, something amazing, something that will last, something that will not be shaken, because it's not this building, it's you guys. It's you guys. Guys, God through you, wherever you're at. Amen? You guys receive that? Amen. We're going to go to John 14.1. If you guys can go. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in the Lord. Trust in God and trust in me. Satan will come and he will want to destroy your life. He will want to get you out of the picture because that's what he came to do. And I want to tell you, Satan is not a fan, you know, it's not something he is real. Okay? God is powerful, but Satan is real. And Satan, he wants to come and he wants to destroy us. And here it says, do not let our hearts be troubled, but trust in God. Trust in God. Putting God first is you putting your trust in Him. Right? Because we as humans, we want to have the control. We think that we could do better. And we think that we could plan our lives, you know, the way that we want to. But putting God first in our lives makes us depend on Him. Makes us trust in Him. Because we say, oh Lord, you know, if I give you this, I give you my dreams, am I, you know, am I going to be fulfilled? Am I going to do this and am I going to do that? If I give, you know, if I give my tithe, are you going to provide for me? Those are all the things that come to your mind, right? I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens to me. Does it happen to any of you guys? It happens to me. Putting God first is this, it, it, it tells you trust in Him and not let your hearts be troubled. God today is going to bring you peace. God today is going to bring you things that you have never thought that you will have because you decided to put Him in His place. You decided to trust Him and He is going to bring things in your life that you're going to be like, wow, I was missing this. You know what I mean? Because I thought that I could do better. And I want to give you three pointers. I want to give you three things that the Lord is going to do through first in your lives. And I want to share this with you because I want to let you know, like I said today, say bye to the old you today. If you go and you get on the, you know, you decide to Get into what the Lord is doing through this house. I want to tell you. That today is going to. God is going to rebirth in your heart. Number one hope. By you. By you putting God first. How many of us have lost hope? Have any of you have lost hope? Yes. Yes. Yes, we have. Because we don't see nothing happening. Sometimes, even if you think, oh, I, I love Jesus, I love God, and I'm serving Him, and nothing is happening. What's going on? We start losing hope. But today I declare that your hope is returning, and it's coming back, because you're going to put God in His place. 
And God is going to do something today in the Jesus name where you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to re- get my hope back because I'm not going to let anything steal my joy and my hope in Jesus. Like I said in the beginning, life is not perfect, but let me tell you, when we have hope, we know that something is going to happen. But when we lose it, we're we're dead. You know what I mean? We think, oh my God, nothing is happening. And I want to tell, I want to speak to those people that rose their hands. Because I've been in that place. I've been in that place of hopelessness. You guys have heard many stories of us, but I remember when I, when I was pregnant with my first child. And they gave me the, 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 the news that she would, he, because I thought that it was, they told me that it was a boy at the end, and that it'd be my, my daughter. When they told me, you're gonna, you know, your, your daughter, your son, whatever, get ready because you're not gonna have a normal child. Get ready because this, this, you're gonna be, you know, a mom that is going to have to deal with a lot of sickness because it's coming with a, with a heart disease, with Down syndrome, and all these things. That was my first child. For a first-time mom, let me tell you, that's like a bucket of cold water that they're throwing you at that very moment, and you don't even know what happened. And at that moment, I felt that everything was lost at that very moment. I felt I had no, nothing. I'm like, what is, what is going to happen now, Lord? Didn't you, didn't, and let me tell you, with Hadassah, something crazy happened. That every, every place that I will go, I will go to conference, I will go to other countries, all this great and men of God will pray over my belly. And they will give me prophetic words about her. And they will tell me, get ready for what's coming. Get ready for this prophet. Get ready for this world changer. Get ready for this and that. And when I heard those news, I'm like, Lord, what is, what is this? You know? So let me tell you, today you're, you're gonna get back your hope in Jesus' name. And I'm gonna give you some verses for that. Cause I want you to stand in the Word of God. And whenever you feel that you don't have these things, you remind your soul, you remind your mind that you have hope in Jesus. Amen. And you're gonna, you could write Psalm 71, 5. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust. O Lord, for, from, from my youth. Psalms 135, it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. For in his word, I hope. Amen? Write it down, guys. Write it down. Write those verses down so you can remind yourself I have my hope back in Jesus' name today. And I'm not going to let nothing steal my hope. Another one, Psalms 11, 119, 
81. My soul longs for salvation. I hope in your world, word. Another thing that you're going to get, get back with this first initiative is your faith. Because you know what? We can do anything without faith. We can do anything without faith. I have faith in God. I have faith in my husband. I have faith in people, right? We need to have faith. And the Bible says, I'm going to tell you this verse. What faith is? Go to Hebrew 11, 1. Are you guys there? Hebrew 11, 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. That is very clear. Right? I don't need to explain that verse. Because this is what faith is. There's things that we don't see now, like how David, David did not see the temple. But he knew it was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. And this is faith. Believing things that God is going to do in our lives, even if we don't see them happening now. And I know that through first, through you putting God first, faith is going to return in your heart. You're going to believe that God is going to do it. You're not going to go with what you see in front of you. You're going to believe that God is going to do what he needs to do in your life. So if you're at a place right now where you don't see anything happening, welcome to the team. Welcome to the team. Welcome to your journey with the Lord in faith. We believe in a God because, first of all, we heard a story in a book about him. People speaking about him, and that's how we believe God is real, right? And because now we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts because we received Jesus, but none of us have seen God. None, I mean, uh, if you have seen him, please tell me, you know what I mean? But let me tell you, faith is everything. We need faith for every day. Today you need faith. Today you need faith that God is going to come through for you. That you're going to be able to pay your rent. That you're going to be able to feed your children. That you're going to be able to have provision for whatever, right? Right? So I'm going to give you some verses. And write them down. Psalms 46.10. And I love this verse. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Do not be troubled. My husband was telling us about this verse on our staff meeting. Be still and know that I am God. 
And I just want to leave it in that verse. And I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. I want you to write down John 8, 24. John 8, 24. Unless you believe that I am who I, I claim to be, you will die in your sins. That's a strong verse. Right? Isn't that strong? It's strong. We're believing who he is by faith. We're believing that he is who he says he is. And he is who he says he is, let me tell you. Because God is real. And today, you get this portion of your faith back. You let, you tell the enemy, oh no, no, you're not going to deceive me anymore because God is going to come through. God is going to come through. God is going to do what he says he's, he's going to do in my life, in my children, in my family, in everything. Amen? Amen. Another thing that you're going to, this is point number three. Something that is going to happen through first is that you're going to get Love is going to rise in your heart. Love. Because God is love. And if you love him, the Bible says you will f- do what he says he, he tells you. If you love me, you will follow my commandments. That's what the word says. You cannot say you love God and do something that he hates. That's like me loving my husband and cheating on him. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't do that. Like me saying, oh, baby, I love you. I, uh, you know, and me being with another person, that is crazy. I don't love that man. I don't love that man. That is the truth. Love is real. Love is a person. Love is God. Love is Jesus. Okay? And love through this first initiative, your love for God is going to go to another level. Your love for God is going to go to another level. Because everything that you do, you're not going to do it because you have to do it. You're going to do it because you love God. Right? You do things out of love. Not because I have to. I don't come to church because I'm the pastor. You know? I come to church because I love God. I come, I serve you guys because I love people. I do things out of love. I could, listen, when my children get sick, I hate it because it's like a, it's like time doesn't stop. You know, you're awake day and night and you're there, but you know, you do it because you love them. Right? Moms that are here. When I was breastfeeding and I had to like get up and my children were all little. Now, thank God they sleep the whole night through and, and it's great. And I get my hours of sleep. Thank you, Jesus. And the moms say, amen. Amen, amen, amen. But let me tell you. I remember, and I'm going to tell you guys a story. I don't know if I've ever shared it. We had a situation here at church. I had already my, my, my third daughter, Bella. 
And they called me from a hospital that a member had given birth and she couldn't stay with her daughter. So someone needed to stay with the baby. And at that moment, people thought that I was crazy. But at that moment, I said, I want that child and I'm going to take care of that child. I went to the hospital. I was the first one that hold that baby. I was, I was the first one that bathed that baby. I even breastfed that baby. She wasn't mine. During the night, I did things with that baby that I haven't even done with my children. You know why? Because this, this love that came from my heart, that I was like, her, you know, her mom cannot be with her, but I'm here. I could give her what she needs right now. Let her, Lord, I will pray, Lord, let her think that it's her mom. Let her feel that it's her mom doing this for her. Cover her heart, Lord. Use me at this very moment. And I remember that, listen, I never put my children in my bed. That was a rule number one with children. Never put them in your bed because once they get there, they'll never leave. With that baby, she slept with me all night. For a whole month, she stayed with me. And I had her sleeping with me because she will cry. She had her, she was so loud when she would cry. She would wake up Bella. So I had two babies at the same time. Breastfeeding one and breastfeeding the other one. It was kind of crazy. And if we, I will go back in time, I would do it a hundred times. I would do it again. My husband had to come and preach. And he, and he will be like, oh my God, baby, I can't even walk because he will have to carry Bella because I need to, to take care of the other one. You know what I mean? So it, is, it was, I never had twins, but I had it, I had it once. You know what I mean? I thought I had two babies. You do things out of love, people. Don't do things because you have to. I was able to do that, not because I'm good, not because, oh, pastora, how cute, you know, you're the pastor, what a woman of God. No, at that moment, this love came upon my heart. And if I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm going to answer to whatever he calls me to do. And at that moment, it was a little baby in a form of a little child. But maybe tomorrow is something different. Maybe tomorrow is a homeless. Maybe tomorrow is something else. So you do things out of love. So through first, you're going to learn how to love God with all your heart. You're going to learn to surrender to him in a way that you've never done it before. How many of you guys are receiving that in Jesus' name? Today, you get your hope back. Today, your faith arises like never before. And your love for Jesus, your love for God just goes to another level. And everything you do, you're going to do it because you love Him. Not because your wife tells you, not because your parents tell you, not because you have to do it. You do it because you love Him. I hate when my children do something because they have to. 
Isn't it beautiful when they do it when it's out of love because they love you? The same thing with God. He wants his children to love him and do, to do things how, because they love his, their father. So I declare that in this week, my husband and, and me are praying to see, Lord, what are you asking us through first? Because we have you. We are the pastors, you know. But Lord, what is it that you want us to do? And let me tell you, we're praying for a financial, you know, um, financial a amount that the Lord will tell us for this season. What is it that he wants us to do above our tithes and offerings? We're praying. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to, we're going to, maybe I want this, but you know what? You're, you're telling me not for this moment, but I'm going to sacrificially give it to you because I love you. And you know what? Who cares? I'm going to do it because I love you. And me and my husband are praying. So in this week, I want you to pray, guys. Because if you're a part of NUMA, next Sunday is going to be an amazing service. Next Sunday is the day where you come and you're going to write how much the Lord put in your heart for you to commit to this house for the dreams of God to come through to pass. For us to see what the Lord is going to do in our midst. And we're praying as your pastors. Your leaders are praying. Your pastors are praying through too. And you church, we want you guys to be part of it. Because we don't want you to miss it. We don't want you to miss the, this, this, this that the Lord is doing in the midst of us. Like I said, your life is going to be transformed. You're never, never again are going to see the person that you see now. Because when you put God in his place, things start changing in such a, an amazing way. I just want, want you to bow your heads right now. And you're going to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me today? What are you speaking to me today? And if you're here for the first time, I want to tell you that God gave everything for you. He was the first one that gave everything for us to be able to have a relationship with Him. And through Jesus, we are saved. And it's an act of faith that he died on the cross for you to pay for your sins so you could be a child of God. And if you're here for the first time or second or third or months, I don't know how many, if you've never made a decision for Jesus, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make that decision today. And receive Jesus in your heart and put him first. Put him in the right place that he deserves. Because you know what? Through that prayer, he's gonna pray, he has provided eternal life for you. He has provided that you, you're not a sinner anymore. You are a sinner, but 
you're gonna be called the child of God. But you have been, been set free. And if you want to make this prayer with me, I want you to raise your hands wherever you're at. And you're watching online, you can raise your hand too. If you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're here, if you want to make this prayer with me, you can repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I receive you today. And I declare that I'm not a slave anymore, but I'm a son of God. I receive you and I open my heart because you pay the price for me. Thank you for dying on a cross for my sins. Thank you for giving me salvation. Thank you because today you're making things new for me. And I receive you in my heart by faith. And I give you I give it to you. In Jesus. Name.